Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is episode 23 of the Arts Academy podcast with Victor Bernardo and Roxy Hayes. How to get your first book deal with special guest Leslie Ware. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce our very special guest, Leslie Ware. Thank you so much. Hi. Thanks for um, Leslie Ware is a fashion educator and author of several books on fashion and also a fashion designer. Uh, and you have been nice enough to come by and talk to us <laughs> about how you uh, got your first book deal. Yeah. So starting from the beginning, just tell us the steps that you personally did to go from zero to book deal. Sure. I wish I could show this to everybody. I um okay. So basically how it started, I had recently left my job at a national nonprofit and I was trying to figure out like how to just make money. And so I went on Craigslist and I saw that um people were looking for sewing teachers and I was like, Oh, I can teach kids how to sew. And so I was like going to the Upper East Side and teaching wealthy children how to sew. And I decided that I needed to have like some sort of textbook. Um, I went to college for teaching. And so my brain is like very traditional around, um, around, I guess, like the process of educating. So I was like, I need a book. So I went to Borders was still open at the time. And so I went to Borders, went to the sewing section and I was like thinking I was going to find like 10 different books to, to choose from. And all the books that I found only had white children in them. And even though I was teaching white kids, like as a black woman, like I just didn't feel good about like rolling up with a book with like only like white kids in it. Like I wanted something that was diverse. So I left with no books. And I was like, I guess I'm going to have to write it myself because I don't see it on the shelf. So while I was at Borders, I did write down a list of publishers who published the kind of book that I imagined myself writing. And so I thought whenever I get to the point of maybe seeing if I can find somebody to publish it, because I was thinking I would self-publish, at least I'll have a list to get started. So that was kind of like what sparked me writing the first book, which is so fab. I think that's great. I mean, just to put it even in more blunt terms, you saw an underserviced market and you were like, well, there should be a book for this market. For this, yeah. for this that you, you saw people underserviced, underrepresented, and you were like, let's make a book for that. Exactly. So what I did next, and I'm, you really can't see it, but um, I have a friend who is an illustrator at the time. Her name was Tamika Blackett. And I had another friend who is a graphic designer 
So I just started, these are like the first pages from SoFab. Um, I just went home and I like started writing. And then once I got the first chapter written, I was like, hey, Melissa, hey, Tamika, can you guys illustrate and design a few of these pages for me so I can see like how it will look if we try to bring it to life. And so they were both like excited to do it. And we went down this process of laying out the first chapter. And so I had like all these spreads and there's an event that happens in New York City every year around this time called Book Expo. So I figured out how to live my way on the Book Expo. I was like, I'm here as a blogger. I want to check out the titles that are coming out in fashion so I can write about them. So they gave me a press pass. And once I got inside, I had this, the spreads and my list of publishers that I got from Borders. And so I just started hitting all of those booths first. Yay, so fab. <laughs> um, so I was like, hey, um, are you accepting unsolicited manuscripts and some publishers said no some said yes but um, my number one choice of a publisher which is Lawrence King who published my first two books um, looked at the spreads and they said we think you have something here's a card email um, one of the editors in London like email her Monday morning and then that was what led me to um, actually turn so fab into an actual book and then it ended up being a second book because I was so excited to be writing one book. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get this opportunity again. Just let me throw everything in my brain into this one book. And then they were like, please stop. <laughs> like, you're doing too much. We think you have two books here. Would you mind yeah, if we cool. gave you another book deal? So that was how like the first two books were born. That's cool. So yeah. So that's great. So basically you did, you just went, you went to a, a publishing convention. You, it was a book fair, you, right? Yeah. And which is very similar to, I would think, going to uh, panels to meet editors. It's the same. It's a very similar thing. You just yeah. went there and you tricked your way in the door. <laughs> yeah. Cause I didn't want to pay. I had just left my <laughs> job and it's like $150 to just get in right. and so I was like um, I have a blog <laughs> called the creative cookie and yeah I tricked my way in and I said yes well that's I mean that's still I mean if you do run a blog you, a lot of people don't even know that things like that are accessible to them oh yeah, yeah. I, do that all, I do that all the time oh yeah <laughs> <Lying in. laughs> yeah because they just they just let you in and, and you can get to a lot of a lot of different events by just saying that you're press and right. blog yep. with friends so you didn't technically lie, Leslie. You are technically correct. I, I did, and I was shopping for books. Sorry, it's really loud. Yeah, so going to wait for this. Uh, for this uh, oh, I guess uh, whoever it is. Or maybe, you know. Helped him. <laughs> sure. Anyways. Uh, anyway, so how... Now, during that process, uh, when did you actually... I uh, hear the police again. During that process, when did you actually get an agent? Okay, so I do everything backwards because that's just sometimes the way you have to do it. So I was, so 
So I wrote Lawrence King, like we started the process in that must have been June. And so after I worked with like the commissioning editor, she was like, okay, like you need to change this. Like, are you open to having a new illustrator? Which really broke my friend's heart. And I was so sad, but I was like, sorry, girl. They're like making me go with somebody else. Um, they thought some of the content or some of my ideas were like a little too, um, too old for like, cause the publisher Lawrence King is in um, London. And so they like some of my ideas, like I wanted to have this section called industry party. And it was like all about careers and fashion. And they were like, this book is for kids. Like kids shouldn't be thinking about careers. But I'm like, people have been asking me since I was four, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? But I guess it's like not that way in the UK. So I had to like adjust some of my like ideas so it took probably from june until i got the book deal in december because i remember it was around my birthday so it took about six months for us to like massage it to get it to a place where both of us were happy and so then they sent me this contract and it was 12 pages long and i was like i don't know what any of this means i don't have any money to like hire an attorney like I was still just kind of figuring out like how to be myself full time and like not have a traditional job. And so one of my friends, Tanisha, just kept saying, girl, you need to get an agent. And I was like, how am I going to get an agent? Like, who's going to want to represent me? And she was like, well, you've got a book deal already. Like you've done what the agent is supposed to do. So now you should just be able to pick any agent that you want. And that's kind of what happened. So I... Yeah, I got the agent after I got the book deal. And then that person is still my agent now. But I just like emailed like a bunch of people who I knew who had um, written books, including a lady whose book party I had crashed like a few months earlier. And then she was you actually crashed a lot of parties. Oh, <laughs> like I crashed fashion week parties, book <laughs> conferences. Uh, I'm still crashing parties sometimes, but now I kind of get invited. But um, yes, I crashed a book launch in um, September of the year that I got my book deal. And so that author was the one who led me to my agent now, who I'm still with. All right. Well, that sounds awesome. Yeah, but having a book deal definitely makes it really easy to get an agent. And I, I love my agent. I actually did the same thing. I got my first agent after I got my first offer on something. And then I went to an agent that I had talked to a little bit before. And I was like, do you want to be the person to help me negotiate this? Yeah. yeah agents are I'm sorry. What did you say, Roxy? So because you already both of you in both your situations, when you already have it, they're just more likely to try to sign you because you basically already showed them you're profitable. Absolutely. <laughs> or, or at least that people are interested Although, I mean, I got to be honest, like I, I hate, I love working in entertainment and I love art and I love making art. I hate the uh, schmoozing and I hate the, the marketing that is part of art. I mean, I have to learn about it and I have to mostly team up with people who do the marketing side better than I do because that's not the part that I enjoy. So a lot of the time, a lot of times, for instance, um, I've talked about this before, but like when I started stand-up comedy, a lot of the people that I started with like rose really fast in stand-up comedy, even though 
uh, we were at comparative levels of like being funny and being well known at the time because they were more willing to do the marketing side and go out on the road and do yeah. all that stuff. And I just wasn't. And so our careers took different paths. So, but, but that's totally fine with me because I know I don't, <laughs> I know, I know why, I know why it happened and I wasn't willing to do that thing, which could change it for me. So I, I don't like the marketing side. So often I will try to get my own thing going and then have people come to me wanting me rather than me uh, kicking the door down uh, with my tenacity. Gotcha. <laughs> so yeah, that's interesting. I have a question for Leslie real quick. Yeah. So ask the, away. When you try, when you sell the, the party crashing thing, cause I'm more like Victor, I'm more like, Hey, I want, I want you to see what I'm doing and want to join it. But I also understand like the schmoozing part is important and I, mm -hmm. I need to do more of that. So like I've heard different people say like what you were saying, like you crash the party, you just kind of go and, and mingle and talk to people. How do you initially crash it? Like do you just like pop up like, yo, what's up? I'm here. Or like do you do the press pass thing. Like that's the part I'm like, how do I get in to the places where <laughs> the schmoozing takes yeah. place? <laughs> So this particular party, so yeah, I guess it depends on the party, but usually like I'll I'll say, hey, I'm a blogger or like that's like people aren't like so into blogs anymore, but like 10 years ago, nine years, eight years ago, like blogging was like really kind of hot. I mean, mm -hmm. I guess it's well, I think it's coming back, but I would mm -hmm. just a lot of times like say like, hey, I'm a blogger. Or, hey, like I'm with this like magazine because I used to do some work with like a few magazines too and then people like if you got on the right outfit or like I don't know I have like weird glasses all the time like I think it's just been about like looking like you fit in and then they will just like let me let me in the door um yeah, I mean, I, you do look very fashionable. I was you, look, saying, you look, you look, you look cool. like, yeah, you look like you're supposed to be at cool places. So look cool, and then so now I guess the equivalent to blogging would be like, oh, I'm a, I'm an influencer, I'm a social media. Yeah. So slide that, and I'm actually taking notes for real. So slide in there, <laughs> look like you belong there, and then just start talking to people. Like yeah, that like be by yourself because there's been a few times like I like told a friend to pull up I'm like okay we're getting ready to crash this thing and then they wouldn't let me in and I was like I was just here yesterday but I think because I had like you know my friends that was weighed with me or like somebody else like they're just like oh like we're not gonna let both of them in so like usually my crashing has been most successful solo and then like once i get in i'll like text somebody and be like oh like i think you can come like meet me at the back door or something but uh usually it's better to do that kind of thing by yourself too because then you can like move freely and like meet the people you want to meet um yeah another thing i was going to say about finding an, um, an agent is there's this thing called Publishers Weekly. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but I have, yes. Yeah, in that publication, it's kind of like Media Bistro for finding an agent. You can see like all the book deals that are happening and like what kind of advance the people are getting and then who the agents are who are responsible. So a lot of times like when people say they're looking for an agent, I often suggest like getting a, a, a 
a subscription to Media Bistro, even just for a month. So you can just kind of comb through it and like see like what's happening in the industry. That's cool. I think, uh, I think that, I think that we've uh, given enough information. So hopefully if you're out there and you're trying to get started in writing or getting your first book deal, uh, this is the way, this is the way you can do it there. I mean, there's obviously a lot more like you can learn how to make a book proposal, which I'm sure we'll do an episode on in the future. Cause I'm actually making a book proposal myself right now. So once I'm done, then I'll, share exactly everything that i've learned along the process i know yeah. that leslie you've made several book proposals yourself so maybe you'll come back for that episode if you wouldn't mind yeah i would love to oh Yay. wonderful awesome <laughs> well thanks a lot uh this has been the alt academy podcast the alt arts academy podcast the new york alt arts academy uh <laughs> organization has a podcast which is called the alt arts academy podcast which you can find at artsacademypodcast.com or you can find the overall school at altartsacademy.com i should just put these on the screen so i can yeah. just say them. but it, it, you know what it's they're not here this time so i just set them the way i set them deal with it we're actually going to have some new classes coming out and by the way if you join our uh, facebook group for students you can get a free full length class uh once every two weeks we teach a live full length class for free we just taught one on how to start your own web series uh where we just took you through the steps of going from zero to at least getting your web series started and, and or getting enough information so you know how to start out your web series uh we're going to do more next week in fact, next week we'll probably announce what the next class is because we're doing it every other Saturday. Thanks a lot, everybody. Thank you for having bye. me. Bye. Thank you, Thank Leslie. You. <laughs> You're the best. Make sure to visit us at artsacademypodcast.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.